You're listening to episode 106 of Two Views Movies podcast on Hobbs and Shaw, sponsored by the Blue Springs 8. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are here today to talk about the spinoff from the Fast and Furious franchise, your boy The Rock, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, we get a spinoff. Much deserved, much needed, much breakaway from the Fast and the Furious. I don't even know if I saw the... Fast and Furious movie that had Jason Statham in it. Yeah, well, he was at the end of what Fast Six at the very like the end credit scene to show that okay. he was going to be in the next one, and then he was in Fast whatever seven, and then <laughs> and then the next one, whatever eight was called, Furious and Furious or or some Fate Fate of the Furious Fate of the Furious, yeah, <laughs> oh, where course. he started to come back <laughs> to the uh, he's going to be on our side now. Yeah. And so he was bad guy at the end of the, the after credit scene of six bad guy in seven pseudo good guy in eight. And then now spinoff. Yeah. See, I I'm coming at this from, I think I saw the two first fast and the furious when they originally came out. And then I went on hiatus for a while. And then I think, I think I saw five or six. I think one of them I might have even seen with you because you told me that it went like full action movie and it was kind of decent. So I, I remember watching one or two of them, but I, I don't know how to differentiate them in my head without going back and rewatching them. So I know I've seen like probably three or four of them. I just I couldn't tell you which three or four outside of the first two. Yeah, well, they, they kind of get smushed all together. Even though you are familiar with the franchise, uh, if you're saying that, then I don't feel as bad for saying that because they they do smush together in my head. <laughs> so yeah, we can get we can get started here. All right, well let's go then. Today's episode sponsored by Blue Springs Eight over there off Seven Highway. They uh, have their new seats in, fully reclining seats. It's a great place to watch. You know, Hobbs and Shaw for the third time. <laughs> You're not giving the impression that you have seen Hobbs and Shaw for three times because you haven't. I have not. Have you? I know. Okay. <laughs> no, I have not. But uh, it, that'd be a good place to see it again and again. <laughs> over and over and over again. Because there's so much going on. Because after you do your uh, your marathon of Fast and Furious, you're going to be wondering what you missed, right? And so you have to go back and watch Hobbs and Shaw yet again. Yeah, I imagine this is one that probably ages like a fine wine. You just, I, I know, actually, you know, there's a lot of people that love this franchise I, for what it is. They don't, I don't know whether they love it ironically, but they definitely love it for being just all out and not really caring about what it's trying to do, if that makes any sense. So I know it has a pretty good following. Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, if you make eight of them and people keep going and buying tickets, I think The Rock's injection was definitely necessary you think it was oh yeah oh yeah i think he saved he the franchise stale? oh yeah for sure i mean vin diesel is vin diesel you know and then <laughs> right. so i mean there, there's a reason why he left and then he came back and tried to do tried to come back 
into this franchise and it was just kind of blah. And then you, you put the rock in it and, and okay, here's a fan base. And it's like, not quite there yet. We need something else. Add Jason Statham. And then really these two could have just made a movie with just them two with basically the same types of characters. Didn't need to attach it to Fast and Furious at all. I don't think. Sure. But they're clearly trying to do something with this Fast and the Furious and keep everybody involved with the branding and keep it going. I mean, why not? Right. I I don't think it matters too much. I I don't think Fast and the Furious has some prestigious brand that needs to worry about it being soured by whatever the Rock and Statham are doing off on the side. Well, and I think, I mean, just like any sequel, it uh, you get the origin story and backstory out of the way and you can you already know who these characters are in their relationship. You can just jump in and have some fun. I will say I was surprised that this movie happened because even though I haven't seen a lot of the fast movies, I read movie news and I thought it was pretty famously known that The Rock and Statham did not get along when they filmed their first movie together. So I felt like it came as a shock to everybody that this was happening. The Rock and Statham? So I heard The Rock and Statham for sure didn't get along, but then I've also heard through The Grapevine that the rock and statham and vin diesel like none of them really got along very much to the point where in their contracts they have writers in there that basically say neither of them can be hit more than the other one so they have to even out their punches against one another because they didn't want to look weak to one another on screen well that's just ridiculous because (laughs) are you surprised i mean so i mean vin diesel isn't even in the same category as the other two guys you know it's well sure statham knows it knows how to fight the Rock is just massive, and then Vin Diesel tries to pretend he's massive, but he's not. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I mean, if we were stack ranking these guys, it would clearly be Vin Diesel at the bottom. I'd put Statham a little bit ahead of him because I don't think Statham's like leaps and bounds above Vin Diesel. I think they're both in that weird region, and then The Rock is just way above both of them. So I, it is funny that they would have a contract where they're all supposed to be equals because if I was The Rock, I'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I get it that that's your this is your franchise, but it'd be nothing without me coming into it right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, amazing that there's so much like fake machismo in the movie, but clearly there's a bunch of testosterone and machismo, you know, on set as well. Ridiculous. Well, even Tyrese chimed in. Did you see all that garbage? It, isn't he like anti-rock? Yeah, cuz he came in saying how oh, you're pretending like this is your franchise and and all this stuff, and if the rock's there, then I'm out. I'm like Tyrese, you have no leverage. Everyone be like, okay, go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, Tyrese, you got this because you had one album in the the late '90s, and maybe hung around for the early 2000s. Like they should be thinking the rock that this is a resurgence of Fast and Furious. Plus, even if we take out the rock, it's Fast and Furious. Like, let's not act like it's the holy grail of Star Wars or uh, you know, the Marvel movies or any of those, you know, classic genres that are there. Now, I mean, it's it's Fast and the Furious. Know your role. Stay in your lane. Like, <laughs> right, right. God, it's ridiculous. No one said, have you seen that new Tyrese movie? Ever. <laughs> right. And they'd be like, oh, there's a new Fast and the Furious? Because that's all he ever does. So, letterbox blurb. Lawman Luke Hobbs and outcast Deckard Shaw form an unlikely alliance when a cyber-genetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. Directed by David Leach, I believe, who also did John Wick, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 1, and 2. Uh, The rest of the cast, most of them you know, some you don't. Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, 
Idris Elba, Vanessa Kirby, Cliff Curtis, Helen Mirren, Kevin Hart, Ryan Reynolds, and Rob Delaney. I, I kind of cherry-picked some of the people further down the cast. I know I left off the lady who was also in Baby Driver, but that's okay. I, I got most everybody there. Yeah, and you even got the uh, the drop-ins that we didn't know were in the movie. Yeah, I, completely, you know, kudos to marketing department for not ruining that because I think the people that were going to see Hobbs and Shaw were going to see it anyways, and they didn't need to tell people that Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds were in there, so good on them. Yeah, that, I think that was a cool addition that they had for Ryan Reynolds, and he came in, I was like, oh, that's awesome that he's in there, and then uh, Kevin Hart shows up a little bit later, and <laughs> I was like, well, I like these. I like that it, it wasn't advertised, but and I like these guys are willing to to help out their friends. The directors in the rock yeah yeah and i mean i love ryan reynolds but god he is always ryan reynolds if that makes any sense well yeah he's being wilder i mean he is deadpool i mean he just he's he's kind of like the rock in that regards the rock doesn't really play other characters he just plays the rock who's got other people's names and ryan reynolds is the same way he's always ryan reynolds he just uses different names and different and movies. are you saying jason statham has range no, oh God, no, no. Statham has been the same guy since he was Turkish and in Lockstock and. Well, I don't think you can thing. put Turkish in there. I'm putting Turkish in there. All of a sudden, he can fight. Yeah, but we just didn't know that back then. You think he could fight in Lockstock? Okay. Yes, I think he could. He just wasn't showing it off. Okay. <laughs> So what did you think about this movie? Because I thought it was insanely stupid, but fun. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. So, you know, we often talk about movie logic and, you know, what's what would really happen. And there's no way physically that could possibly happen. And you're five minutes into the movie and you're like, I just need to put that aside. Because it's, <laughs> it's not like one thing in a movie stood out that that couldn't happen. Uh, you know, you're looking at skyscraper and you, there, there's just more like blips of things that are ridiculous. This from start to finish, the whole thing is just ridiculous. And so once you kind of wrap your mind around that pretty early on, it's just a fun, fun over the top movie. Yeah, I agree. Because I think there's movies where people are like, turn off your brain and they say that and I know what they're trying to say. But even when you do that, it's just too much and it's not really that fun. But this is one of those just turn off your brain and it's it's still fun to watch. Like, And, and I would put Skyscraper in that category of people saying, well, it's just kind of dumb fun. No, it was just dumb. It wasn't fun. This at least, it knew what it was and it was like, whatever, I don't really care. You know, The Rock's brother can fix a biochemical weapon because he's a good chop shop mechanic. All right, let's do it. You're right. I mean, it's a... Uh... It, again, it is the whole thing. The whole thing is ridiculous. And I heard that the next one is supposed to be in space or something like that, which, oh, of course, geez. of course, why not? You know, why not take them to space at this point? You already made uh, Idris the black Superman, but doesn't right. need to be at all in this. Like, I, there's nothing that he does that shows that he's not just on their level other than his little uh, Terminator eye. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they show off some of his crazy strength, too. I mean, they, they do a good job of, I guess I felt like some of the things he was doing was a little bit more beyond what they were capable of and, and including his strength. I mean, they clearly showed how much stronger he was than than those two. 
did uh, you see how much force the rock could punch according to his eye? <laughs> I saw the numbers coming up, but I, I didn't see what it was exactly. He's not quite Drago. Drago's eighteen hundred and fifty pounds, and and the rock was twelve fifty. Oh, only twelve fifty. See, only I didn't know only twelve fifty. Yep, I didn't know where it stopped. I saw it like counting up, and I didn't quite catch where it stopped, or if it maybe just cut away, and it was still going to continue to go up. Like he was just generating twelve fifty. Well, that was rising. that was the first. Uh, I only noticed it the first scene where uh, they fought in the street. So if they did okay. it again at the end, then he may have increased his power. Yeah, of course he may have. God. <laughs> Rage. The, yeah, I mean, we saw it in the trailer, but the ridiculousness of him just jumping down a cable on the outside of a building and then two or three different times just letting go of the cable and free falling down to catch somebody and land on them. I mean, <laughs> at that point, there was no going back. And it's like, there's no cable burn on his hands. You know, oh, he yeah. just, like, he just, he was zipping down. And you're like, hmm. And you're like, no, I just yeah. have to suspend all, all belief in, in everything that is. Yeah, it was totally over the top in every single regard, whether it was plot, whether it was acting, whether it was the jokes. I mean, just everything was ratcheted up to the point of just absurdity. And, yeah, I think because it knows that and embraces that, it, it works for the most part. There, There is a tipping point for me later in the movie where things just, it, the, the scales kind of tip a little bit too far and I'm kind of like groaning. And I think that had a little bit to do with the runtime too. And just basically I think the third act kind of got to be a little too much for me in the end. Um, it didn't ruin anything for me, but I was kind of like, oh, okay, come on. Yeah, the every everything in Samoa, nothing about any of that worked for me. No, and I, it was weird who they cast as his brother. I, uh, okay, I thought so too. I'm like, wait, what? You're a third of his size, and you always play a Mexican or Middle Eastern guy. And so I always had this in my head, and I looked it up, and I was like, okay, he's he's from over yeah. there. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't the, know that. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. I was like, well, I mean, he looks Polynesian, but dude, I know has been casted as Muslim and other things. So not In that Mexican that's, from uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, training day. Yeah, yeah, not not that it's any of his doing. I mean, he's going to take jobs well, doing sure. whatever he can to be an actor. But I, yes, I agree. Just really, really weird casting and the whole Samoa thing. I mean. Aside from the plot where she's only got X hours to live and God knows how long it would actually take to fly to Samoa. I'm, I'm sure from anywhere in the world, it probably takes like nine hours plus to get there. But just the whole family aspect. I mean, I know why The Rock probably wanted it in there and I, I get it. And I think everybody that's watching knows it. It just, it started to get a little bit ridiculous during that segment. Did you... uh uh, notice that Roman Reigns didn't get any speaking lines. <laughs> yeah, I did because he can't speak in WWE promos, let alone a scripted line. I was, uh, I thought he would have more of a role once he was there, but he, I think, if he had lines, they were all cut. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the brother. Yeah, well, didn't they say his older brother? Well, I, I didn't. I don't think I paid close attention to it. I just figured that Roman Reigns would would be the brother. Well, he was a brother, I guess. Yeah, Are they all brothers. Uso. Is that was Yeah, they're all Usos. Okay, and how <laughs> I think that they I'd like to count how many times they they used Uso. Um <laughs> because it felt like they were really laying it on pretty thick and and maybe oh, that's yeah. how they they talk. They say Uso every other sentence, but it was weird when one said Uso and then the other one came back with the Nuso. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not an expert in Samoan culture by any stretch of the imagination, but I do feel like it was very ham-fisted. Like, he really wanted to get across... Basically, I think The Rock was like, I want to have a segment of the movie where we go to Samoa so we can, you know, I can have something in there about my lineage and my heritage and just do something cool like that because it's not something he's ever done in a movie before. And it's Hobbs and Shaw, so why the hell not? You're already globetrotting. And I think he just basically got to craft that whole thing, is, is how I feel like. Well, speaking of WWE, were you surprised that the Usos weren't in it? No, only because I as far as I know, they don't have any relation to The Rock, but Roman Reigns does through like a family tree. I think he's a cousin, uh, from what I remember. But I, I don't. If you're, already, if you're already bringing in Roman, though. I sure. Mean, and they were looking for as many Simones, I think, as they could find. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, while we're talking about the wrestling thing, I was surprised at how many winks and nods there were to The Rock's wrestling career. I mean, there was at least like seven or eight between. Uh, Roman Reigns actually does a Samoan drop. Um, you know, The Rock does his spine buster move. We get the eyebrow. He two or three of his lines are you know winks and nods to his you know wrestling days of turn that some bitch sideways and stick it where the sun like that kind of stuff. Like there was four or five times at least where I was like, ooh, no, we're really nodding back to old school Rock there. He didn't do the Rock Bottom though. He did not do the Rock Bottom, I think which he's he has done, done in other movies. In just about every movie, I know he did <laughs> yeah. it to Jason Statham. I think in the in the six. Oh, probably. Well, then you can't go back to it. You got to do something else. I mean, which is sure, why we probably got could, the spine buster, right? <laughs> so, what did you think about Vanessa Kirby? I really liked her. I didn't think I was going to. I didn't know. I didn't recognize her from anything. I went back and looked at looked her up, and I was like, oh yeah. She wasn't that, but I really, really liked her. Yeah, I had the same thing. I, I was like, I know I've seen her, and I know I've seen her recently. And I, my wife was the one who told me, like, yeah, she's in Mission Impossible. We just watched that like a week or two ago because we did. We finally just rewatched it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. She's Max, the the interim girl who he's working with. So, But she's much better at That we this. don't know if she's related to the other Max. Right. I think we had that conversation on our episode <laughs> on that. We're like, is she related? <laughs> right. But yeah, I think she was given much more to do in this role. She only had the one fight scene in Mission Impossible, and clearly she was given a lot more in this. I mean, it sucks that she was kind of relegated to the whole, you know, I I now have the virus in my body kind of thing, but she still was able to fight, and, and it had clearly had no effects on her whatsoever inside the movie. Well, because it was encapsulated. Right, the capsules hadn't leaked yet. So we have an MI2 plot, <laughs> right? Right. We have a uh, Tango and Cash brother sister type yep. thing going, and uh, I thought I couldn't get uh, Lethal Weapon Four out of my mind for the end fight scene. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you have uh, The Rock as Murtaugh and Jason Statham as Riggs, and then uh, Idris as uh, Jet Li. <laughs> yep, yep, that's entirely right. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, this movie just has like a Lethal Weapon feel to it the entire time. Yeah, the, the buddy cop all sorts of stuff but i just that that whole end scene of okay my turn you know you're kind of that i just kept picturing lethal weapon four that entire time yeah did you think it was lame let's work together <laughs> that was the worst line that was the absolute worst line in the movie no and there were a lot of bad lines no, but that no, was the worst one no it was not the worst line what was the worst what was genocide schminocide <laughs> i i could not believe that when i heard it 
that's that's not worse than yes uh, let's work together no we yeah, can it, hurt him if we work together well that's bad i'm not saying that's a good line but what i'm saying is how do you take something as dark and evil as genocide and your response to that that you write up a villain to say is genocide schmenocide yeah idris had some really bad lines yeah they they didn't do a whole lot with with him i mean i actually kind of liked him i thought he was good but i felt like he could have been a little bit better and i i hated the way he went out so i I know you're talking about the line and let's work together i hated that it was basically just like he's got a weak spot on his back and but then they were also like hitting him in the head and stuff which i wasn't quite sure why that was registering i could see if they were like working on the back a little bit but I, i don't know i just i thought it was lame they can hurt him if they work together though yeah, I mean, I I get that. Just <laughs> when you build up somebody that's supposed to be a black Superman, and his, his kryptonite is his back. Oh, okay. I just I hate it when people build up a halfway decent villain. Which again, he's not like great or anything, but you know, there's at least some intrigue about him because they don't tell you exactly what his little crazy Terminator vision does. But you get the he's enhanced and he can do all these things, and then it just seems like he goes out in the weakest way possible, and I, I, that irks me no matter what movie I'm watching. See, I feel like he didn't need to be enhanced for any scenes in the movie. The only thing they did was have him punch the door at the beginning when she's at the virus, which could have been altered. And then just his vision as he's driving, you could have just had him be, you know, super cool, you know, spy guy that that Jason got cross with. You know, same same plot. Yeah. But with him just, not being quote unquote black Superman and have it have him just be that much better than them. Yeah. Unless you're going to bring him back after they turned him off is the only reason why I think yeah, they're I, leaving that open. I, and I don't think he will. I just think it was just a layer of coolness instead of just going up against a random bad guy. I mean, I think, I truthfully, I think they did it for plot armor in the sense that I think they would be like, well, how can The Rock and Jason Statham be as big and badass as they are and they can't easily take down this guy? So they went with the simplest answer which is well then let's just make this guy superhuman because then there's some plot explanation as to why idris can take on the rock and jason statham on 2v1 well i think they just should have made him just more of a badass yeah i'm, I'm okay with it, it. Then it's, it more, then it's more realistic because okay, okay so now, now his, <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just Listen saying hold on. i know i know i know i know what i'm going here because i'm just saying it's more like you mentioned the ending okay so the rock punches a guy just because he has an opening and he's a black Superman yet that hurts him now. I mean, the guy's oh, bulletproof. I, I agree, but I'm saying I would rather them go superhuman and figure out a better answer to that problem of how do we beat him in the end than to just have him not be superhuman and just be more realistic because that's not going to fit the movie. And I still don't get the two V one thing. Well, I mean, there's no walking back this franchise now. I mean, we're just going to go more and more up, you know, just ridiculous. Because who's who's the voice and all that? You know, well, I thought so, it was. I felt like it was kind of clear who the voice was. Who's the voice? It felt like Ryan Reynolds to me. Really? Like some of the cadence and some of the way it sounded. I thought it was going to be Ryan Reynolds. Now, maybe I was reading too much into it because that's just what I thought it would be from the fact that he was introduced and. I guess I kind of feel like it has to be somebody that we know because why else do you disguise a voice unless it's somebody that you know? So I thought it was going to be Ryan Reynolds. So maybe I was looking for that and maybe I heard things that weren't really there. I assumed that 
they were going to punt that. First, I guess, trying to think of who would be even a bigger drop-in. Because, you know, obviously they kept Ryan Reynolds quiet. They kept Kevin Hart quiet. And I was like, who would be just badass as the main bad guy that would be hidden from the audience? And then now, after they didn't tell us, I'm thinking they don't know. And they're just going to drop somebody in that could be a really cool badass in the next movie. Probably. And and I did read Hopefully Henry Cavill. (laughs) <laughs> I did read a couple of things. <laughs> um, one, there were rumors that Keanu was somehow involved with this movie, but he either wasn't or he's going to be the voice. But then this that is where work. this is where my lack of fast knowledge is go- going to hurt me. But Jason Statham killed the guy from Tokyo Drift. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So the and the thing, Gal, I believe. Okay. The thing I read. Wait, Gal, Gal Gadot. Yeah. She's in the past movies? Yep. She got dead, too. Oh, man. I need to go watch that now. They they but, were uh, joyriding together at the end, and, and Jason Statham killed them both. Oh, wow. Okay. So the thought is that this Etion program basically resurrected the guy from Tokyo Drift, and now he's trying to get his revenge on them, and that's his voice, and he's the guy. I don't know. I'd and much then, rather it be Gal. Actually, I read it on Reddit, and the guy continued the plot and said that then one of the next Fast movies, it will be revealed that the Tokyo Drift guy is the bad guy, but Ludacris will use some hacking technology to hack the Aetion stuff and convert him back to a good guy. Of course. Of course he will. I mean, it feels but right. I would, <laughs> I'd rather it be Gal. <laughs> I, sure. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, I'm all for Gal but... in any movie. So I actually was thinking that it was going to be Luke Evans. Was he in the Fast movies? Yeah, he's the bad guy in Fast Five. Okay. Fast Five. not Whichever one Jason Statham's at the end of, Fast Six. Okay. So he's the bad guy in Fast Six, and then um, he's presumably dead. But then in the beginning of Fast Seven, where Statham's the main bad guy, he visits Luke in the hospital. And then Fate of the Furious, he makes an appearance and just disappears, kind of. Oh, so he's okay, out there, then. but they don't they don't bring him up at all in this, which is weird because he's talking to his sister and his mom. They don't go, oh yeah, where's Luke? Deckard. Oh wait, wait, he's Shaw. he's uh, Shaw's brother. Yeah. Oh okay. Like that's uh, what's I, I'm so out of my element on this thing. Yeah, but it, so he's he's out there somewhere as Dracula, but. Um, <laughs> I just don't know where why they wouldn't have even mentioned him to his mom or his sister at all. Yeah, I don't know. And I would ask how you feel about them uh, totally shifting uh, badass Statham into a good guy, but you haven't seen the other ones, so that's a that's a weird shift. I mean, I kind of feel like it doesn't surprise me. I guess is what I'm trying to say because I think the Fast movie just wants to collect a bunch of stars and. Now that they had Statham involved in it, there's no reason not to try to flip him good and keep him involved. Just like I would not be surprised if somehow Idris Elba did come back and was had had some kind of turn too. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it just feels like they want to hoard as many stars as they possibly can. He looked like he was about to turn at did before he? he got turned off. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like, get that feeling. At, well, at least Statham's like, I'm not going to kill you again. Well, for some see, reason. I'm sitting there thinking that that's just the Rock formula in effect. The Rock didn't want to be the one to kill him, and I don't think the Rock wants blatant killing in his movies like that. And so I felt like that was going to be their out. 
he didn't want a cold-blooded murder at the end of his movie. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. I mean, if you think about The Rock, especially in this movie, like I'm sure some people died, but it's it's that weird like Marvel Cinematic Universe killing where you can probably assume they died, but you know it doesn't really make the hero look like they actually did the killing. Right. Well, okay. I think this is a a great movie to revisit a year from now and go through and write down all the ridiculousness. Oh, it's insane. You you would every every line, every moment, every joke, even the jokes are are ridiculous. Well, I just mean just the the movie logic out of it. It's, sure. You know, the the going down the cable or even the the rock holding the helicopter, <laughs> the, you know, the Captain I mean, America moment. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a, a you could just and just you can forgive certain things like, you know, genetically enhancing him and him having no scars on his face from being shot in the forehead, you know, right. all sorts of fun stuff like that. Uh, I can let a lot of that go, but you know, the other people are supposed to still be grounded somewhat, right? Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think there's any <laughs> grounding whatsoever in this whole franchise. That's true. That's true. But I think it would be a lot of fun to just, just list out the ridiculous, but I don't oh, yeah, see the, it for the, year. The car scene in the end has like 30 that you would have to write out, like how they all connect each other and then, and then disconnect. magically disconnect. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I'm really confused as to why the helicopter had the same chip arming device that the handheld guns did. Right. Like that doesn't make any sense. Or even the, what, what purpose did the arming devices have other than to disarm them so they can fight with clubs? <laughs> right, yeah, it's exactly why they were there. And then the one thing that bothered me the most about that that end scene is why the Rock was so adamant about putting his T-shirt on. Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's running after them. He's like, hold on, hold on, I gotta go snag my shirt before I save her. Yeah, and he puts it on while he's on the back of the truck as they're driving. Like, what? I don't get it, Rock. You're huge. You're massive. You just did a scene where you showed off your muscles. Why? Why do you have to get that T-shirt on so badly? Well, because it might hurt when the entire thing collapses. Oh, you're right. But his, she, his t-shirt protects him. There's so much bad stuff. Like when uh, Idris is on the back of the truck when they're all three fighting and the building collapses on him. And then the rest of the truck is okay. So the Rock and Statham survive. But, you know, you think that you're going to go cut back to Idris under a bunch of rubble. And no, he's just standing there. Just, just standing well, he's Black Superman, so that can be explained anything on his end. That, I mean, that's entirely true. But what about uh, the the sister in the helicopter crash? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the, the her medical device stays intact somehow. I mean, if we're splitting <laughs> hairs about whether she can survive this, I mean, I'm at least wondering how the medical equipment survives. <laughs> so I think that'd be a fun exercise. I mean, you take a lot of notepad, but um, you just sit there and, and write. I yeah. I think it'd be funny because this is, they make no, no excuses. It's just nope. we're doing it. Don't care. Well, yeah. that, would that really happen? Doesn't matter. We're doing it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and which I can respect as long as it's at least somewhat fun. And the movie was at least somewhat fun and entertaining. They didn't slow it down too much and spend you know the entire second act and some you know journey with no action that we don't care about splitting up our characters. No, they they keep everybody together. They keep the jokes rolling. They keep the entertainment going. So it it works. Entertaining. Yep. All right, I'm running out of things to say. Agreed. All right, let's get to it then. I am Thor, son of Odin, and as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? What'd you give it? What'd you rate it? 
I ended up giving it a three and a half. Okay. I just thought I, I really enjoyed myself. Um, I was laughing throughout. I mean, it was a uh, I knew what it is coming into it. I mean, you watch the trailer and you know what this movie is. It's over the top. I will say I, I do feel like it's a little bit more than what the trailer even leads on, which is amazing. <laughs> right. It's uh it's just it is what it is. So if you go in with that expectation, I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree with you. So I, you're a little bit higher than me, which you have a rock bias and a rock bump. So I'm not surprised there. So I, I'm at a three. That's that's the highest I could go. I think I think my principles are getting in my way because I, I had a, probably a little bit more fun than what a three would imply. Not quite a three and a half, but my God, it's so stupid. It's so incredibly stupid. And some of the jokes are just okay, but I had a good enough time with it. it. It is a little long, and I think that's where the Samoa whole third act just kind of started to get to me a little bit. Because when you feel like it's starting to wear on a little bit, then and the jokes aren't hitting quite as much, and the action's kind of lulling, and it's being really heavy-handed. You're like, all right, come on, let, let's get this thing over with. I was I was with you for a little bit. Now <laughs> you're losing me. So that, that brought me down to a three. But yeah, stupid fun. Good movie. What was your favorite part? Um. I liked a lot of Statham's choreography, and I think that has to do a lot with uh, David Leach and his involvement with you know Deadpool and Atomic Blonde and all that. But if I had to pick a favorite moment, this is going to be pretty broad, but I'm going to say basically anything with Ryan Reynolds because I liked his chemistry with The Rock more than I liked Statham's chemistry, but that's because Ryan Reynolds is just naturally funny and Statham is not. So uh, basically anytime Ryan Reynolds was on screen was my favorite moment. I mean, that's, yeah, I think Ryan with anybody is going to be funnier than anything with Statham. Agreed. But I also think that he works better because his humor is more sarcastic and smart-assness, and I think The Rock is very much like that, whereas with Statham, all you get is, like, macho jokes. Yeah, because Ryan Reynolds wasn't afraid to poke fun at himself. Right. Of, I'm scared of you. I'm not going to try to go toe-to-toe with you because I'm freaking Deadpool. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to be Ryan Reynolds, you know, afraid of The Rock. Yeah, exactly. And I like his fanboyness. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> got the same tattoo. When did you get that? We <laughs> yeah. got him at the same time. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So what was your favorite moment? Well, so I, I did like the Ryan Reynolds, and that's that's probably a standout because I wasn't expecting it. But I just like really everything with Vanessa Kirby. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why uh, one with between these two egos, she just stood out and really held her own. And I was just really impressed. And I don't know if it's because it's really the first thing that I remember her seeing her in. I just thought that uh, usually that role kind of gets put in the back burner, but I thought mm-hmm. she was uh, she was really good. And I know, I mean, I, I'm always going to like everything that The Rock is doing, you know, so that's just there. This is a surprise moment for me. So that's yeah. why it got my favorite moment. I didn't like the love interest angle with her and The Rock. It just felt forced, like they had to do it. I mean, it was fine. It was whatever. It just, I don't know. It felt It felt weird. You can't I blame can't... her. You can't blame her. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You you would like to trade places with her, but it. I don't know. I don't know what it was about that relationship, but it just felt weird. I couldn't put my finger on it. But knowing that David Leach did this movie, and knowing that he did Atomic Blonde, and knowing that she did such a good job in this, I would like to see her in an Atomic Blondish role. Now, whether that's something set in that same world or she's in the sequel or maybe they just make it like an anthology where the first time it was Charlize Theron, this time it's Vanessa Kirby. I would, I would like to see her in a movie like that. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would pay to see that. What's uh, something you'd change about this movie? 
uh, mentioned it a couple times. Uh, I would just make Idris uh, human. I hate that idea. I just I think it. It, uh, it's better than this Terminator aspect that came out of nowhere because it just changes the whole world of it. And I don't Who think cares? he did. He, he had, well, he didn't do anything that warrants it. Well, I, that, no, that, I get that. That. Just a, just, that just a badass guy couldn't have done beyond him going face first through a truck, you know, on oh, a motorcycle. Other than that scene. And I still stand by my comment of if you're going to make the rock able to jump out of windows and you're able to make Statham do what he can do, then having a guy who can take both of them all at the same time seems crazy. So I get giving him the superpowers for that reason alone. I just don't think that this movie is anything that you should ever try and ratchet down. I mean, they went all the way and giving him those extra powers, fine, whatever. Well, that's what I would change. <laughs> I don't like well, it. I th- what would you I think change? You, I think you're making it sloppy if you do that because then you have a real villain and it just doesn't work. It's Yeah. So anyway, I would change, I already said it, the Samoa visit. I didn't like it. It just didn't work well. I didn't like the whole let's now we fight everybody with bare hands because we're in Samoa and I don't know. I didn't like the chop shop aspect. Didn't like the brother stuff. There was just all that stuff I didn't like. So I, I would I would take it out. The entire third of the movie. Just put it in a different setting. I mean it just felt I don't know, weird, ham fisted, like it felt like an excuse again to do the rock formula which is get out the guns a little bit and go hand to hand. It's just I yeah. Didn't like it. So what would you change it to? Oh, I don't know. I think you can just keep it wherever they were at. You don't have to fly all the way back to Samoa and have them go and try and get him. And you don't have to have his brother be uh, the one guy who can fix it because he's a good mechanic. And that makes him all of a sudden a biochemist. Like, I don't know. <laughs> just, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. The guy can fix it, fix a truck. But uh... yeah, I mentioned <laughs> it in the beginning. He, he, he can run a chop shop so he can fix a biochemical weapon. I mean, sure. It's fast <laughs> and the furious. Let's do it. But it just was a bit, a bit much. So what uh, casting change would you make? So we mentioned our boy Cliff Curtis in the beginning, you know, plays the brother and who's been typecast as everything seemingly except a Polynesian Islander. But I agree with you. I didn't like that casting when I first saw him. I'm like, oh, that that's The Rock's brother? I mean, not like The Rock can't have a normal looking brother, but it just was kind of surprising. And I kind of want an excuse to get this guy into more movies. And he's also Polynesian. So I said, make his brother Jason Momoa. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to do that. Yep, and I did. See, I and he doesn't might. have to be like a super smart guy. He just has to be good at a chop shop because that makes him good with other stuff. So in a biochemist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which you've got to respect. I mean, that's that's me putting Momoa and The Rock in a movie for you. I mean, oh I, no, I, this is I mean, I mean, I'm surprised I you don't kind of like. This. I, I thought about it. I kind of like a bigger role for Mr. Momoa. But Agreed, but there's another movie coming. It's true. That's true. Uh, I would, uh, yes, but I, in my mind, so I also swapped him out. Um, and I was trying to, th- I kept thinking older brother because I thought he kept saying older brother. Um, and so I went uh, with Django Fett. Which ironically is Momoa's father in Aquaman. <laughs> right. And that's because, I mean, this sounds bad, but I could probably name three Polynesian actors off the top of my head, and Django would have been one of them. <laughs> so I thought he was a little bit thicker, you know? Uh, yeah. Older. I mean, he's not the rock thick, sure, but he's, he just, Cliff is just not what I think of when I think of the rock's lineage. Yeah. I feel bad for what we did to Cliff. I mean, poor guy finally gets to actually be in a role that's of his 
you know, actual heritage and we're, we're taking him out of it. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, well, he just, he just convinced me. He was such a good actor, convinced me that he was something else. And, yeah. uh, and, I, and that's what's in my head. And so I was really, it was really taken aback by it. Nor do I think he could knock the, the rock on his ass like that. Right. That agreed. Was, that was not believable. Nope. Not at all. Black Superman can't knock the rock down, but, uh, but Cliff can. Hey, you know, when you're an older brother, you get super strength. <laughs> so what uh what award did you give this? I gave this the most jokes about balls in a single movie award. I could not believe how many times they went back to that well. Really? Yep. I mean, it you think more than like a... Superman? I think so. I mean, I'm I'm not talking about um I'm not talking about dicks. I'm talking about balls. <laughs> Well, you know, that didn't uh, stand out to me, so I, I can't it confirm like nor a whole, deny. There's like a whole two-minute joke segment where it's just them trading jokes about each other's balls, like back and forth. Well, sure. I feel like, I mean, I remember that scene, but I guess throughout the rest of the movie. I feel like it came up a few more times. Interesting. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a weird award to give this. And it was weird having to keep going back to that well on that, on those jokes. I was like, come on, boys. There's, there's a lot of ground you can cover if you're being macho. You don't have to keep going back to that one. It's only balls and tight pants. <laughs> That's right. What'd you give it? I gave it the best spinoff movie. Ooh, that... Mm. Hit me with another spinoff movie. I need to do some research on that because I feel like... Um, I, I feel like that's not probably the case. Because unless you're getting into, like, like if you call Logan a spinoff, which I don't, that would take um, the cake. But okay. I don't. I don't really call the comic book movies spinoff movies. Okay, and the, rest, and the rest of them are not good. Okay, so if you don't count Logan. Because you, you're saying that's part of it, and so you're not, you're not, you just said no Deadpool, right? Because you're just saying that comics get their own stuff, right? Um, what about Creed? That's not just next in line. I mean, Rocky still. Uh, I mean, to me, spinoffs are you take a character from its main thread of the franchise, and which you... Creed wasn't in. Well, no, but Rocky. Rocky is in Creed, so Creed is a spinoff of the Rocky franchise. What you right? You're, well, you're taking Rocky from the Rocky franchise into another franchise. Well, yeah, I mean that's exactly what a spinoff is. Well, right, but I Rocky mean, is, is the franchise. Well, sure, you're not, but you're that, not spinning off Polly or Adrian or even Drago. But, but why does that matter? You're because saying that that's, the main... it's his story. It's not a spinoff. It's just because you titled it Creed. It's just a continuation of his story. Ooh, no. See, I, Rocky is in it, and it does continue his story, but it is a Creed story first and foremost. So it's a new franchise that spun off of the original. But, I, I don't, I don't see how Creed, you're arguing it, otherwise. Because Creed wasn't in Rocky, so it's not like they took you a don't character have to be. from that. No, no. It's and he a got spin-off. his own. He didn't get his own because he was really good in uh, Rocky Balboa. I, I'm so lost as to what you you are trying to say here. It, I'm you saying are, you, you take somebody Creed that from a, a from a movie. Yeah, I'm saying Creed, that Creed's not a spinoff. It's still Rocky. It's Rocky's story. Now, if you made just Dragos and that without Rocky in it, then that's a spinoff. Or no. Creed without Rocky, it just happened no. to be his son. 
you are you are totally wrong on your definition like Ocean, of spinoff. Like Ocean's Eight is a spinoff. Sure, but it would it still would have been a spinoff if Danny Ocean was in it. It wouldn't be right. It would be. It would still be a spinoff if Danny Ocean was in it because he's not the main character. He's not the main story. It's taking the the main thread of a franchise and taking it in a completely different direction, but using links back to the other one. That could be a link in a character. It could be a link in a plot line. But if you put, I don't think Jordan, you can take the. I don't think you can take the main character and call it a spinoff. Uh, I think you can. Like U.S. Marshals for the Fugitive. You know, you took Tommy Lee Jones and spun him off. Otherwise, you didn't follow Harrison Ford again. For him, but that uh, that doesn't matter. I don't think it matters which character. I mean, yes, there's a difference between a sequel and a spinoff. But I mean, if it had been Harrison Ford doing the same character and he's the main character doing everything else, I think that then becomes a sequel. But if it's, I think there's degrees to Creed is well, right? But Creed focuses on Creed. No, it's not. (laughs) Oh my God, Creed is not a sequel to Rockies. It's a spinoff. It's a start of a new franchise with a new character that has a link back to the original. Not a link. It's it's his story still. You're still talking Rocky Balboa. Now he's training somebody else. You are going to be incredibly. So wrong. is Rocky is Rocky Five a spinoff? No, because it's still Rocky. First off, he's, it's tra- he's training Tommy. He's fighting. It's the same freaking story. Well, it's named Rocky Five, so it's clearly in the same franchise. I mean, there, there's no, there's no debate on that one. Well, right, but it's the same thing. No, it's not. The how is that? How is that a different movie? When you write the movie about Adonis Creed and you name the movie Creed, you are purposely trying to create a new story in the same universe. That's a spinoff. It does have Rocky, and it does extend his line, his storyline, but it is not. It is not a sequel, and thus it is a spinoff. I think U.S. Marshals is a perfect example of what a spinoff is. Well, there's varying degrees to how much a thing can be a spinoff. Sure, some are more in line with the original, some aren't. But to say Creed is not a spinoff is is insane. Because because they called it Creed? If they called it Rocky 9 or whatever number we're at, you'd be fine with it? Yeah, honestly, yes. That has a lot to do with it. The titling has a lot to do with it. That just like if Hobbs and Shaw had been called Fast Nine, it would be Fast Nine, but they called it Hobbs so Tokyo and Shaw. Drift. Is to- is Tokyo Drift a spinoff? I I don't I don't know enough about the, what's it what's its full title. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Okay, and it, but I assume that where it's at within the lineage of the story, it's part of the same franchise. I mean, I I mean, yeah, you could maybe make a case that. This is a sequel. I don't know if this is a sequel or a spinoff. I don't know how they how fast classifies their franchises. I'm not familiar with it enough to to say. This is ridiculous. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be 100 percent wrong on this. Everybody no. in the world is gonna say that Creed is a spinoff of Rocky. How can you have it a spinoff when he's it's still Rocky's story? I, I've said it multiple times. We'll, we'll just have to put this one out to our listeners and people on Twitter and Facebook because it is. It is 100% a spinoff. No. Just because you title it differently doesn't mean that it's a spinoff. Anyways, what are we on now? If you like this, you'd like what? Uh, Yes, that one, that one, that one. Um, So we have the rock formula. I found it too hard to deviate. It's kind of like when we talk about, like, you have a Marvel movie, it's really hard to recommend a non-Marvel movie. I feel like when you have a rock movie, it's really hard to recommend a non-rock movie. So the one that came to my mind, obviously, was you got a a pairing with some action and some comedy. I, Kevin Hart's even in this movie. I went Central Intelligence. 
it's it's different for sure but i feel like if you focus on the buddy cop aspect and the fact that there's comedy constantly and there's still some action i felt like if you liked this one you would have a good shot of liking central intelligence i've seen central intelligence i don't really remember central intelligence yeah i mean just think about the rock and kevin hart in a comedy spy action movie i mean that then you you've you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean I'm I'm now it's now coming into my head of uh buddies from high school, etc. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean I guess so. Yeah. I, I mean I feel like that doesn't have enough enough in it. Yeah, it's probably a little light on the action. So uh I said if you liked this, you liked expendables? <laughs> like Ron Burgundy with a question? Or like Ron Burgundy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because I, I think it's a much better movie than Expendables, but it's the same kind of just over the top. Let's throw a bunch of people in this movie as we can and, uh, go nuts. Yeah, I, I see that to a certain extent. I do think Expendables relies heavily on nostalgia, uh, with its stars. Whereas this, you know, they're, they're a little bit more modern day stars. I mean, Statham is in both, but I, I, I see it. I don't think you're, you're wrong on that by any stretch. I think this could have easily been like an Expendables 4 type movie. Like this is where their franchise is going. Same way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> that's it's what like I was going to say. It's inevitable that like Fast 15 is going to basically be the Expendables. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. Um, I will say, while you were talking about yours, I Googled it and Wikipedia says that Creed is both a spinoff and a sequel. So eh, we were maybe both right. Or I am. <laughs> agree to disagree (laughs) all right well i think that does it for hobbs and shaw yeah all right well carson where can they find you on twitter at carson graff g-r-a-f-f and you can find me at at two views garrett g-a-r-r-e-t-t you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at, at Two Views Movies or email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe via Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. But definitely, if you're on Apple, leave us a review that helps spread the word about the show so everyone can know that you love the show and more people can listen. Next week, I think we are tentatively scheduled for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That There, there could be an audible. August is a very, very weird month, both for movies and for our schedule, but that that's the tentative plan, I believe. Yeah, that looks good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we'll see. And uh, if we we see it and we podcast about it, then we'll see how good it is. All (laughs) right. All right. right, We'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.